the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your best financial partner. This is Business 1440. KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The wildfires burning up and down the West Coast are also fouling up the air in that part of the country. Here's correspondent Ed Donahue. The smoke and the flames send particles in the air. It weakens the lungs' defenses. Dr. Afif Al-Hassan with the American Lung Association says the particles make the lungs more vulnerable. It can make it easier to get ill from a virus or other type of infection. That includes the coronavirus and the flu. If someone's an asthmatic, someone has other chronic lung disease, um, heart disease, the, the increased air pollution can be a problem for them as well. The doctor says even healthy people are vulnerable. His suggestion, stay inside and use air filters. Keep the air in their houses as clean as possible. The smoke is expected to linger through the weekend. I'm Ed Donahue. And this is SRN News. Runners, to your mark. Set. Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. One hit. Way to go, girl. At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS, the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800 482 
The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We had the greatest economy in the world. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Ah. Double should be a gong at the end of that. I don't know why. But it's amazing to me that the that the uh, composer chose had the restraint because if anything ever called for a gong at the end just because you were in that kind of a mood that song would do it for me. Anyway, um King Bang Show Business 1440. Good to be with you this morning on a um a day that looks like it's going to be a little on the dreary side. And so maybe in the last uh, 10 minutes or so of the show today, get a quick runaround from Wyatt. What are you watching to sort of pass the time? Hopefully you're all outside whenever you can be. But And maybe I'll put the twist on it this way. If we had to do another stay at home because something bad had happened with the pandemic, what would you do different now? than you did before. I, I say this because I think to myself, the March-April period, I have some fond memories of it. And some of it feels like it happened so long ago. That memory feels to me as... Um, in my head. And yet it was only five, what, about, yeah, it'll be six months ago this coming week. I mean, I remember when I heard, I remember when I heard the uh, closing of the gym. I was actually at the gym when the governor came on and said that the, that the gyms were going to close. And, and I always point out to people, you want to know how many people were in the gym when I was there? Seven, including my trainer. There were seven of us in the gym. I had just finished my training session. I was on a, I can't remember, I was on a machine cooling down. And she says, he's doing it. <laughs> she comes over, she says, he's doing it. And I we turn up the sound, and sure enough, there he is. That six months ago, feels like ages. Question, what would you do differently this time if we had to do that again? I'm curious. 651-289-4477. Because this 
this gets to my point from the last hour and and some of my point some of my point I'll make uh during our our quarterly business report review is that is that many people are not thinking in terms of this being done in a month or two but are thinking in terms of 6 to 9 months to 12 months before we come to the end of this recession and i say well if that's true what do you think this winter's going to look like what do you think's going to happen to daily life in that period and i'm not even asking you about the election or anything like that just what does your daily life look like in that in in december or january february where in I'm pretty sure you're not going to be dining on a patio. I know I won't be golfing. Although I'm thinking about whether I'm going to take my usual annual trip to Arizona to play during January. I have a trip and I we plan it every year. I'm already I usually have a trip in fact uh, 2 weeks from now I'll be you you'll get uh, a best of because I'm in fact Indeed, I think we might end up playing this particular hour. If I'm, my my assumption is I will be on a golf course somewhere up north rather than here. But I've changed how I'm doing that. I used to stay at a cabin with seven other guys. Not doing that. <laughs> Not doing that. I've come. We've come up with other plans for how to manage that. We'll see how we we'll see how we do. Anyway, um, curious in that six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The other thing I want to do this hour is to backtrack. I want to backtrack to the conversation we had last week about monetary policy and talk about what is it Jay Powell really did, and what do and what do I King Bang you think about this? And I'm going to do this by starting with a story. I. My background, just in case you're new to this show or re- relatively recent to this show and you don't know my history, I went to co- when I went to graduate school, so I went to college in, in the mid-70s. I graduated from high school in 75. I went right away to college, and after running through pre-med, pre-law, in a brief flirtation with becoming a philosopher, Indeed, I have a minor in, I got a minor in philosophy, but I was tracking toward a major in philosophy. Um, Landed on, I was going to do philosophy and maybe even philosophy with classics, with Latin. Um, Partly because I wanted to be a lawyer. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I ended up, I ended up with an economics and business degree and I went to graduate school. I left for graduate school um, and... In my second year of graduate school um, was the election of Ronald Reagan. But before that, and during my first year of graduate school, had been the change in policies and procedures at the Federal Reserve led by Paul Volcker. Um, Fast forward a few years, I'm finishing up my degree, my first paper that I write with two other people, one at the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas at that time, he's now retired, along with my dissertation advisor, who's also now retired. That was on, that was on central banks and central bank independence. So I've been studying central banks for the better part of 40 years, close, close to 40 years now. 
changes in policy, changes in strategy of the kind we saw from the Fed two weeks ago are completely unheard of. Okay? They happen very rarely. What happened at Jackson Hole in the recordings we gave you, and again, go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, listen to the second hour of last week's show, and you'll hear what Jay Powell said. There will be books written about this over the next, over the next um, 20, 25 years. I probably won't be writing one, but I would say there's a non-negligible probability I'll write a paper on this at some point and go to publish it somewhere because this is, this is my background. Um, I remember attending a seminar where one of my co-authors on that central bank independence paper, it's the only reason I mentioned it, the guy at the Federal Reserve was talking about what to do when we miss our targets in terms of the inflation rate. Now, back then, this is, i got to think about when did he, when did he present this. I'm going to say it's a year after our paper came out. So I want to say it was like 1984. Yeah, probably in 84, but someplace in the early 80s. So it's a few years after the Volcker shock. Um, we're just beginning the period of Alan Greenspan as being the, the chair of the Federal Reserve. And, and he comes in and gives a paper. And the paper is... missing the inflation target on the low side. We know for the last five, six years, the Fed says our target is 2% inflation and we always end up with an inflation rate less than 2%. Well, back in the 1980s, when I was a cub economist, as I like to say, um, they would they would be trying to project an inflation rate of 5% rather than 2%. And they'd say, well, that's our that's our goal for this year. We're trying to get back to price stability but we have to go slowly, so we're going to go for 5% inflation this year. And they would miss it on the high side. They'd say it was going to be 5 and come in at 6 or 6.5. And, and then, then finally they'd work it down a little bit so they'd say it's going to be 4 and they'd come in at 4.7 or 4.8. And then, and then the, so the question was that uh, this fellow, I'll name him, uh, his name was Leroy Laney. Um, Leroy, again, is retired now. He was a comment at the Dallas Federal Reserve back, back in the 80s. And Leroy presents this paper in which he says, well, what would happen if we tried to make up for the lost ground? What would happen if we, instead of trying to target the inflation rate, we decided to target the price level? Well, you say, well, that sounds really weird. It's like, no, it's not weird. We have central banks around the world that target their that set their monetary policy based on an exchange rate, which is just the price their currency trades for a dollar. And you have many people, including some of my listeners, I believe, who if the Federal Reserve was to announce we're going to target the price of gold or the price of silver, would say that sounds much better than what we have now. 
And indeed, that's part of what the Fed did. It said that over some time horizon, we're going to target a price rather than a rate. Now, the price is a synthetic price, and it's subject to all of the issues that the Fed has faced for generations, right? The consumer price index is an imperfect measure. Maybe we should use the GDP deflator. Maybe we should use personal consumption expenditures. These goods should be in. These goods should be out. We should do this. We should do that. That's how we should run it. And none of that debate goes away. It, in fact, becomes more important. And that, frankly, is not my point today. My point is, so I got two points about monetary policy, and that's the first one. We have talked about targeting price levels for at least two generations because when Leroy presented this paper at a seminar that that I attended um, in the 80s, there was already conversation about this because we believed it would build the credibility of the central bank to say we fight inflation to say if we screw up and we actually end up with a higher inflation rate than we said we would in one year, we will make up for it by having the next year's inflation rate go below where we would get so that on average we'd get back to that price level that we thought we would be at before. This is not a new idea that Jay Powell has trotted out. This has been around for quite some time. As I say, at least from the 1980s. And that was one change that they made and announced. And again, I invite you to go back and listen to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com if you want to hear and listen to the second hour of last week's show. Um, I forget what we titled it, why it, I think it was like, what did the Fed do or something to that effect. But it'll have the word, it'll have Fed in the title. You'll, you'll, you'll pick it out immediately because it should be either the first or second one at the top of the uh, podcast feed. If you'll do that, you can hear what they did, and that's one part. But they did something else, and as I've thought more about it over the last week, and as I read a piece that was written and blogged that I just sent out to you at Pound KBRS in the last 20 minutes, this part is novel and maybe may create more problems or less problems than just trying to target a, a, a price level. And we'll tell you about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I want to tell you who is a sniffer and what snippers do. Now, sniffer is a man when his old lady go out and stay out all night. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. 
For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. Parents, are you having anxiety over the indecision with fall schooling? Wondering if it's going to be online only? Oh, no. Or partial online and in-school crazy schedules? How can parents possibly plan for any of this? I'll tell you how. If you have a preschooler through third grader, you really need to look into Egan Montessori Academy. We have three locations and have successfully remained 100% open for child care and school throughout these uncertain times. Egan Montessori prides itself in offering award-winning child care and a safe, sanitized school environment, offering proven, accredited programs that are sure to enhance your child's learning capabilities and teach them to enjoy the learning process. This sets them up for future success in school. The Montessori process works with the individual student in making sure each child is maximizing their potential. Fall is almost here, so for your free, no-obligation tour, go to emasouth.com. That's emasouth.com. Bringing peace of mind to parents and the love of learning to children. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Your Amazon smart speaker is now your all-access pass to financial strategists, economic pros, and more. Tune in with Alexa. Just say, play Business Radio 1440. That's play Business Radio 1440. Now, back to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Welcome back to King Banyan Show. My head and my foot are going. Good choice. Part of the job. Am I right? Am I right, Mr. Producer over there? Part of the job is to make sure your host is pumped up when they come back on the air. That is perfect. Thank you, Wyatt. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, yeah, you can you can never go wrong with a with a driving blues beat. Uh, any anytime. So, we're talking, just having a talk. Uh, there was, St. Cloud is the city where donut shops go to die. I, we had a Tim Horton here. And it's and so, just, just in terms of the rankings, Duncan is better than Tim's. Tim's is way, 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 way better than Krispy Kreme. Okay? Krispy Kreme are trash. They're trash donuts. Okay, it's just a ton of sugar and a little bit of little bit of dough. You don't care, Wyatt? Do you not eat donuts? No, I I, I do. However, I disagree. You don't like Krispy Kreme? No. Oh. No. That's 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 probably a pretty unpopular opinion. I well I I'll stand by it. Okay, let me t- Okay, so here's here's the thing. First of all, for for me, right? You everybody else calls them glazed donuts. Duncan is the place where they get called honey dip. Hmm. A honey dip donut. And I'm telling you, the honey dip 
is not replaced by the glaze. They are, it's a different formula. They are awesome. That is what I live with. There's also, by the way, in New England, you can find a, find a small chain called Honey Dew, which also makes a honey dipped donut, which is incredibly good. Uh, but they do not exist outside of New England. So if I'm in New England, I see a Honey Dew, the car just makes a beeline right over there. I'm getting two in a I'm getting two in a large coffee and I'm sitting in the I'm si- I'm sitting in the driver's seat with the eyeballs rolled back up into my head. Um just just absolutely. So we're having an argument because Tim Tim Horton moved in here and it died within a year. It seriously, died within a year. So I don't understand it. But we've never had a Dunkin' Donut up here, and so I'm holding out hope. We've had Crispy, came and left. We've had Tim's, came and left. Horton's and Egan, Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, is it now a Dunkin'? It just transitioned. Oh. And you get ice cream. Uh, I'll be down. Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Right, because that's the same company. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We should get back to serious stuff. I'm trying to do geekery here, and I got sidetracked by donuts because my one of my staff members just hit me on our Slack, ch- on our, our staff Slack channel. Like, what's going into the place where Tim's was? Like, I don't know. One can only hope. Could it be? Could it be Duncan? Oh, dear God. I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be able to contain myself. There you go, all that weight loss I've worked two years for. Uh, anyway. Um, so let's get back to serious stuff. We, so one thing they changed, which is an old change. If you make a mistake to either side of your price level target, you're committing over a longer term to adjust back to it. I don't believe the flexible piece has much value. Okay? Um, but um, but uh, a post that I've uh, t- tweeted out to you um, refers to it as fate, F-A-I-T. Okay, Looks like the French word for to, for make for to make or fait is to make fait would be uh, the third person singular, um, but it just it stands for flexible average inflation targeting, which frankly should just be price level targeting, PLT. That's what I refer to it as. Flexible meaning there are many paths to get back onto the target that are possible. And you're willing to make a little adjustment because the Fed's not going to give up all of it. It's not going to act like it's being run by a by a computer. It's always going to be that amount of flexibility. But in a post I tweeted out at Pound KBRS, Steve Cachetti and uh, Kim Schoenholtz, uh, who are, I believe are both economists, I know Steve is, at uh, Ohio State, excuse me, the Ohio State, um, the... Uh, have tweeted out this, this uh, have posted up in the past week saying there's actually two changes to the strategy. One of them is this flexible average inflation targeting or price level targeting. The other is this word that we emphasized last week. I almost should have thought to have um, Wyatt save the clip, and we, I don't think we did. But referring to patience, that they would be patient in, in, going, in going back to the 2% level depending on whether or not there was a gap between the current unemployment rate 
in where they think full employment, the full employment rate of unemployment is. By the way, you have to be a practiced economist to say that quickly. The full employment rate of unemployment. Right? Go ahead, practice. You can try it. Full employment rate of unemployment. You'll get better at it as you, as you practice more. Because it sounds so strange, right? It sounds strange to be able to say the full employment rate of unemployment. You say, well, why isn't that zero? Well, it isn't. Because that, that rate, there's a rate out there that we sometimes refer to as the natural rate that um, clumsy Jay Powell, who always seems to want to talk in an, in an equation, calls U star. Because frequently in the textbooks, we would refer to that full employment rate as U and then put an asterisk next to it. That asterisk would indicate that it's the full employment number, level of the unemployment rate. That, that U star is not a constant. It changes as your de- demographics change. And it's things like we talked about in the last hour. Those people who quit jobs, who left we said they came out of retail trade. We said they came out of the healthcare industry. They came out of, they came out of places where they were in significant contact with others. Do we think they're all of a sudden leaving the retail trade sector because they've all of a sudden are jumping into finding jobs in IT? I think not. I think they're actually just leaving the workplace because they've decided. I don't want to live in this situation. I don't want to be a worker in a COVID world. Post-vaccine, and again, I will, I will argue it'll be a year before you've got enough uptake of the vaccine where we can say, we think we got this COVID thing under control. I don't think that happens over the winter. I think that happens in summer or fall of 21. Because of the lag between the time we've discovered, we discovered the vaccine that one of the things come out of phase three trials to say ready for the general public. And the general public says, yep, give it to me. Put one right here in the arm. Or give me the, give me the nasal spray or however we're going to take it. You've got to actually make the decision, right? Because just as that hip replacement surgery or that, that eye exam or that teeth cleaning is elective surgery is elective, so is the vaccine. Nobody's going to make you take it. No one's going to make you take it. Think of the resistance that happened, by the way. Just think about this a second. The resistance to the idea that we would wear something or have a card that indicates that we've tested for the antibodies. Remember we had this discussion a few months ago? What happened to that discussion? Oh, no, right? Everyone's kind of raising. John's looking at me and raising his, shrugging his shoulders. He doesn't know. I don't, think, I, I don't know what happened to it. Somehow we would get these, basically, you know, a hall pass for the world. I have the antibodies. I can go anywhere. Right? It'd be better than an American Express card. Right? Don't leave home without it. I could hear Carl Malden now. But, okay, you have to be of a certain age to remember Carl Malden. He's been dead for probably 15 years. Uh, I don't know how long he's been dead. I, I forget, but he's he's certainly not with us anymore. Yep, that's right, on the waterfront. But the, it, it, there's a lot that has to happen there. And so that that the fact that we are going to say we're going to have, then this is my point, 
in the middle of a pandemic that has this significant labor supply component to it, the Fed's choice to say we're going to be patient about reducing about about reducing inflation back to the two percent average level is a real concern for me because I don't really know in the post pandemic era what the what the full employment rate of unemployment will be because there are going to be people out there who simply don't want a job because they don't want to get sick. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on business 1440. George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice head-on. But between partisan politics and various types of protests that have dominated the news ever since, the real questions remain. Are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Are we correct to believe the narrative that one's skin color should play a larger role than the content of one's character? These types of questions are here to stay, and they demand fair and truthful responses for a better future together. Larry Elder here, and I will be hosting an exclusive live stream event to address these and other important national questions. The event is called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Joining me will be author and commentator Candace Owens. Join us September 17th at 8 p.m. for this important discussion at a pivotal time in our nation. Find tickets and details at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Root to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Hi, PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Are you in need of a new washer and dryer, a new stove, dishwasher, or refrigerator? Do you prefer top brands like LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool? Are you dragging your feet due to the cost and feeling like more often than not you'd be overpaying for these appliances? Well, here at PJ's, we've solved that problem for you. Our clients, many of whom are listeners to this station as well, have already saved hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars by shopping at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Our everyday standard pricing is 40 to 70% less than the average appliance store. We're not talking the inflated MSRP pricing. We're talking real, everyday pricing. So before you purchase an appliance, it's well worth a quick visit to our store to see what we have in stock and how much money we can save you. At PJ's, we proudly offer basic and extended warranty options, along with professional appliance delivery and removal services. Go to PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com where every deal is a steal. From across the room, 
Ah, I think I've, I, I think Wyatt has found the groove today. Excellent. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is 1440. By the way, sometimes people, uh, rather than call in, send me questions through Twitter at pound KBRS. Lynn sends to me. Um, and, and, to, and I think in this convers- in conversation that uh, Don's having with, with, she's having with Don, uh, do you think they'll accurately track regular flu versus COVID-19? Understand all of the data that we are working with in this set in this situation is very noisy. Um, people who read um, the daily numbers don't necessarily know. They they say this is the report for tests completed today, but you don't know what day the test was given. So some of the test results might be tests that were given a day or two ago. And some of the other test results that are mixed into that figure could be back from a week ago or even two weeks ago. In fact, there was one day where we had this extraordinarily high number of, of test results. And we're like, what happened? And it turned out they just had found a bunch of results and, or someone had finally got them sent in or something to that effect. So these data are very noisy. And I think people that use, you know, and so the seven-day averages help me but i also tell people you probably also should should assume that you really don't know what's happening this happening this week of test results for this week you probably know everything you probably know enough from with a week lag to be able to say something effective about what was the positivity rate last week that number is probably far more accurate than what's the positivity rate this week and if you keep that in your head I think that will help you in terms of, and then also let the moving average be your friend too. So filtered data, lagged a week, is the way I tend to go at it. But but Lynn's question is is even more important. What happens if the what happens if there's a bunch of uh, additional uh, what what happens in terms of our ability to distinguish? Okay, there was a report this week I read. Uh, okay, and again, I'm an economist. I'm not an epidemiologist. I don't have any medical training. I never even took college biology. But there was a report I read this week that indicated that it was possible indeed to have both influenza and COVID at the same time. Um, my, uh, my spouse was tested positive for influenza A, but it was it, 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 in March... It hit her harder than I've seen any flu in our 30-plus years of marriage hit her. Just wiped her out. And we've thought, maybe it's possible, that she could have had both. I just use that as as an anecdote to suggest, I don't know how you're going to be able to measure, uh, to be able to tell apart COVID from the flu. And to... To Don's point that I think uh, I think Lynn was responding to, if the population wears masks, washes their hands regularly, limits interaction, what's the what the heck? Uh, what the heck's going to happen in terms of what the heck's going to happen in terms of the number of influenza cases? Well, obviously they're going to go down, right? 
everything that's contagious will be reduced by the fact that we've changed our behavior this year relative to any other year that we're doing this. So if that is true, if that is true, then a lot of this information is going to be, a lot of the information that's out there is going to be, uh, is going to be subject to, 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 you know, uh, uh, issues with data. I was reading, you know, there are so many places I could go with this. I guess we should do an entire two-hour show just on this point. Maybe in a couple of weeks I'll get around to that. The point being how the way you want to look at this, probably the most logical way to think about this is there's a level of death that's happening all the time from a variety of diseases. We can measure just off a trend number a number that we would call excess deaths, which just sounds so clinical and so gross, right? Just sounds gross. And I, I apologize if that sounds, it sounds callous, but how is it that you're going to measure the impact of COVID without understanding what's the background noise that's going on in there? And it gets to the comorbidity things and 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 all that. That they, uh, I think, uh, I think Narnfan tweeted the two point three comorbidities on average number, and I see that out there. But we don't know. We can't do really the counterfactual of when are those with the comorbidity have died if they're that have been exposed to COVID. How many more years would they have lived if they had not been exposed to COVID? We can do a statistical guesstimate of that but it's frankly no more than a guess yeah i should talk about this i should i should because this is a this gets to an area where i i think we've we've what we've ended up with and because because it gets to a topic that i've been meaning to talk about for many actually for years here on the show which is what i think is way too much faith in guys like me who have a doctorate and who think of themselves as uh, who think of themselves as practicing Science. I've gotten far less certain that what I do should be called a science. And I don't think that's just aging, but it's the way I see other people generate data and use it to try to make grand statements about we should be doing this, we should be doing that. And it lacks a modesty that I think we should all approach these data with. And and by the way, Narn fan, the the Ionides piece is is a fabulous piece, and I wish, and I will I will retweet it to make sure everybody everybody sees it, um, uh, in a moment here. It, it's it's just it's just a very it's it's the work he's done has been very interesting. But there's a lot of information on this. I'll take an hour on this, and I, maybe I can find maybe I can find someone to come on with me to talk about that. Uh, someone from the statistics field, but hopefully not an economist that can talk about this, because I think the psychologists have in fact had a better grasp of this issue than the economists have, and I think both of us have had a better grasp of this issue than epidemiologists have, because they believe their data comes out of out of more a more scientific area. I think psychologists and increasingly economists understand how terribly noisy it's like it to me i tell i tell people it's like i'm always work it's like trying to measure a chemical compound and the impact of a chemical compound in a dirty lab with the windows open you simply cannot know you cannot tell 
what's what's the result of the thing you're trying to measure versus what's what's an extraneous thing that's happening from outside. And that gets back to my point about how is it that we know when we have a shortfall or excess of this unemployment that will allow us to say, I'm going to let inflation run above 2% for a while longer, that the Fed has said. I don't think it's simply about trying to buy room for discretion and for increasing the power of the board of the Federal Reserve. There'll be some of that in there. I don't think that's all of it. I think there's a genuine belief of the Fed that its decision to allow higher prices or basically to keep the interest rates low, far beyond what the model said, what the Taylor rules said or any of that, um, that decision, they believe, was helpful to people at lower levels of the income distribution, find jobs and find their way back to find their way back to uh, prosperity, to having earned success that comes from holding a job. And to some extent, I'm okay with them running that, thinking that that's true. There's no question there's a trade-off, and when the trade-off is less, when the trade-off is less, then it makes sense. And what the Fed argued last week, which I think is supported by the data, is that the, the shape of the trade-off between inflation and unemployment, to the extent that one exists, has absolutely weakened over the last 25 years. That it shouldn't look at unemployment, and the rate they shouldn't look at the rate of unemployment compared to what they think the natural rate is, as a signal for the future path of inflation. That part is true. That that doesn't mean you can't come up with a forecast for inflation. And it doesn't mean that you should use some perceived difference between that and the natural rate as your answer for why you're going to let the, let the inflation rate run above. Because, honestly, I don't think the Fed... I mean, the Fed can stop the level of unemployment that stop the level of high employment that allows for more people to be hired, including people at lower le- at levels of the income distribution, people of color, immigrants, women, all of the all of those groups that the Fed has said it wants to help. But that cannot be used and shouldn't be used as a reason to say, I want to run high inflation so that I can help them. There's a difference between helping them and not hurting them. Your actions, Chairman Powell, can only hurt and they can't help. Because what can't happen is you can't use the inflation, the unemployment rate for some subgroup as your reason for why you're going to let the inflation rate run hotter than 2%. Because those are unconnected in any economic theory that has gained any credence whatsoever. Those two numbers are unconnected. You do not have a policy instrument that causes the unemployment rate for, unemployment rate for people of color to fall. 
you have an instrument that can stop the economy from growing, which will have an impact on people of color. But that's different. And that's the concerning part. And I invite you to read the piece by, uh, by uh, Kachetti and Schoenholz. Um, I think it's a very good piece. I tweeted it at Pound KBRS at the top of the hour. Take a break here. When we come back, okay, sun's beginning to come out, but I'm still going to talk about this a little bit. What kind of fun things are you watching as you get ready to think about what's going to happen this winter when what you'll see out there in terms of sunshine will be sunshine that's useless if you're thinking about whether or not to go sit on a patio and have dinner? We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Happy Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something. Something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520-800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. Hey, it's coming. You can feel it at night, can't you? Oh, take off. Hey, I know. But don't say it out loud, and maybe we can hold it up for a little while yet. Nope, ain't happening. Winter's coming. We got to start getting ready now. We've had plenty of time to work at our backyards, but have you thought about a hot tub? Well, the guys from Premier Pool and Spa still have inventory, and they're still getting more in this year, even with all that's been going on. What's great about an Arctic spa is that they can deliver them all year long, too, eh? Yeah, that forever floor means they don't need cement. So as long as you have the power run now, you can put it anywhere flat and move it around in the spring if you don't like where you put it. Yeah, but they still got them now, don't they? Sure, spas are still coming in all the time. This year, demand has been so high that the industry's having a hard time keeping up. But Premier Pool and Spa's still hanging in there. Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to Business 1440 at Radio.com. 
Welcome back. King Daniel Show, Business 1440. Great stuff. Great great engagement today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for participating on Twitter at Pound KBRS. Um, thank you for the email uh, from uh, that got mentioned to me via Twitter. I'm looking at your, your email right now. Just very, very, very interesting. Um, looking at um, um, how weekly deaths in 2020 in the United States is different from um, the average um, over the previous five years. Um, that's a funny graph. I've seen this one, but I, I'm going to recommend if you want to see this, it's at a place called Our World in Data, uh, which is uh, run by a fellow uh, named Marion Tupi, T-U-P-Y. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. And um, Roland Bailey, I think Ron Bailey is the other writer there at uh, Our World in Data. Um, it's a fabulous site. I, I, I highly recommend it, uh, to you, uh, as well. Let me go back and I, so thanks, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Um, let me, uh, just sort of close. Let's do something a little fun for a while. Wyatt, turn on your mic. Yes, try to get Wyatt to talk a little bit from show to show. (laughs) Can you, I mean, so suppose you had to do another four week, uh, stay at home order observance what would you do differently and if it if it's to continue to watch shows what did you watch before and what will you watch now um yeah so you you know we talk quite a bit off the air about how much i'm into sports and typically it's a lot of sports Mm -hmm. but when i'm not watching sports and i have some spare time the one show i've gotten into recently is cobra kai i don't know if you've heard of it but cobra kai sure if if you've at any point john's laughing John's laughing. Well, uh, if if you're a Karate Kid fan at any point in time, you got to watch this show. You have to. It's great. Yeah. So um, is it um, how many seasons is there? Yes, I know they got two on Netflix that you can stream if you have a Netflix account. I believe they're filming a third one now or they finished filming a third one. I'm currently halfway through season two. There's about 10 episodes per season and... What I like so much about it is when you watch the Karate Kid series, it always shows things from Daniel's perspective and, you know, him as the good guy. This one takes kind of a different turn in that they're both grown up now, Johnny and Daniel, and they both run into each other now uh, as adults. And it kind of comes from Johnny's side of things and how he saw things growing up, and they take it from his angle and perspective now. So I think it's very, very intriguing, and I've loved it up to this point. Yeah. By the way, that reminds me just quickly. Have you seen the video of the uh, the coach of the Little League team from Cumberland, Maine, uh, after they lose in the World Series? Yes, I believe World so. The, the one that was a couple years ago, a couple years yeah. back. Yep. Yeah, that just showed up again on on uh, on somehow popped up again on. Uh, oh, I was a, it's in a Facebook group that I that's a Red Sox Facebook group. Um, you want to talk about? It only reminds me of this. Um, there's a couple scenes in Karate Kid that I can't help but get a tear in my eye for, uh, and um, and I and, and uh, when that video showed up today, it's like I can't watch it. Yeah, I I I, I will cry like a ten year old girl at an instant concert if I end up watching this thing. Um, so so John, I don't know if we can get you on the air, but uh, what do you? I'll I'll translate. I did a Peter Berg. Uh, Peter Berg Marathon. I started with it's on Netflix right now. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, uh, Patriot. Patriot Day. Patriot Day. Yeah, yeah, great movie, by the way. It's a, it's it feels very Boston to me. It's oh, a kid kid growing up fifty miles north of there. Uh, it felt very Boston to me, and 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 so yeah, I think so. So I gotta think about what Irv is now, and then see what other movies that he did that I would want to watch. Lone Survivor was the one that was... Oh, like, sure. Fun. Lone Survivor. He always yep. has Wahlberg in there. And I'm kind of lukewarm on Wahlberg, but in those movies, I do enjoy it. Okay. Oh, Wahlberg's fantastic. Yes, yes. Okay. Wyatt and I agree. Wahlberg's fantastic. I'll, I'll watch Why. I'll watch Wahlberg read a, read a, read a phone book. I like him. Um, for me, uh, I've watched a lot of stuff. Here's two the two last ones I've seen that I recommend. If you need things to watch on National Geographic Channel, Barkskins, based on an Annie Prue novel um, set in New France, the precursor to Quebec, modern day Quebec, in the 17th century. Only eight episodes long. The episode's about 45 minutes apiece. And it's key to me. Don't don't ask people to watch some. You got to watch this series is like there's six seasons. I'm like, no. I'm not making a commitment for six seasons. I'm sorry. I don't have the time for that. The other one, two seasons worth, eight episodes apiece, also on Netflix, Marseille. Okay, that's where I want to go. When COVID is over, I'm buying a plane ticket. I'm going to the south of France because I've never been there before. Okay, and after seeing two seasons of Marseille and Gerard Depardieu being the mayor of Marseille, I so badly want to go there, I can't even tell you. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week with another episode of The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience, and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. 
With the severe weather we've had recently, you may have had some strangers knocking on your door, saying you need to sign something to get weather-related damage on your home covered. We love coming to people's homes for no pressure, no obligation consultations. We don't want you to feel pressure to sign anything. If you'd like an expert from the Kingdom Builders to come take a look at your home or just to talk to you about how the insurance process works, we'd be happy to do that. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. You've been hearing us on the radio for years talking about shingle roofing and gutters. But did you know that we also do flat and low slope roofing? We install EPDM, TPO, PVC, or any other letter combination you might be able to think of. We don't just install the typical black EPDM rubber that you might be used to seeing. So if you'd like us to come out and evaluate your roof for maintenance, repair, or replacement, look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. 